0: What's up, everyone? This is Amber on Among the Wolves. First off, I want to apologize for it being over two weeks since our last episode. And it seems like these two weeks have been absolutely crazy with people being sick and us expecting a baby. But on to that, let's get with our announcements and we'll jump right into this episode. Don't forget the Women's Conference on May 6th. Uh, from faith over fear don't forget the rsvp for the free event on fof it's going to be a time of fellowship teaching and worship and i want to see as many people there as possible so don't forget rsvp we're looking for a great time today we're going to cover another listener topic but i think it goes hand in hand with the topic that we covered of spiritual confidence on our last episode so our topic is the identity of a believer and how we walk in it. But when we think about that, what really is our identity? And how do we walk in our identity? So with that question being posed, we're going to pray and then we're going to jump into this topic that I believe is so critical to the our foundation as a believer. And I also believe it's a topic that we all struggle with at least once in our spiritual walk. God, I thank you for the many blessings you have poured on us and the way you call us to walk confidently in you and in your word. And I thank you for all the doors you've opened and the ones you've closed. And I pray that you help us realize our identity in you and help us to walk in it for the rest of of the days of our life. In Jesus name I pray, amen. So I think before we can get started, we've got to cover our foundation of what is identity. And identity is defined in a few ways. I'm going to read them all because I believe they all have certain truths that we can learn from. One definition is the ability to remain oneself under varying circumstances. Another definition is exact likeness in nature. The last definition we're going to cover is the character, personality, and beliefs that make up your being. Now, I know typically when I define the word on this podcast, I give you definitions from both the dictionary and the Bible. But I'm going to hold off on giving you the biblical definitions just for a few minutes because I want to cover if we truly know our natural identity first. Because if we can't accurately give someone our natural identity we're gonna have a hard time realizing our spiritual identity. So I ask you this simple question, who are you? If you answered that question by telling me your job or the fact that you're a mom or a dad, a pastor, a preacher, a singer, a teacher, I want you to step back and think, is that really who you are or is it what you do? We often describe who we are by telling somebody what we do. But what happens when what you do changes? Does your identity change just because your job or your work does? No, remember identity is the ability to remain oneself under varying varying circumstances. So if you identify yourself as the job you do, I encourage you to sit back and reevaluate who you are. Now, why is this question so difficult when it seems so simple? The world has created a system where we define our skills and our talents and abilities more so than who we actually are. So now that we've decided that our identity is not what we do, let's talk about our spiritual identity. I think we need to realize that God has no questions about who we are. In fact, He made it very clear in His Word that He knows us Even better than we know ourselves. Let's start by looking at a couple of those verses where he tells us he knows us. Let's start in the beginning Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Just in those five examples of verses, God's created us. He's known us before we were ever born into the natural world. He has a guided plan and a purpose and an end to our lives. He's redeemed and called us, and we are His. I think that those five verses alone tell us so much about who we are as a believer, that before we dig deeper and get a little more individual and personal, we can all agree that our main identity as a believer is this. We are His plain and simple we are his we aren't called or saved to be our own we were bought with the precious blood of Jesus now that we're talking about our spiritual identity this is where I think definition number two works so well let's take a look back at that definition and what it said real quick our exact likeness in nature who better to define our nature other than God. First, let's cover our spiritual identity slash our spiritual nature before we knew Christ. Or maybe it covers someone's identity right now as you're listening. So what does the Bible say about our nature before we know God? Or if you've walked away from God. Psalms 51 5 Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Ecclesiastes 7.20 For there is not a just man upon earth that does good and sinneth not. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden from the beginning sin has entered into the world. Sin is our nature and we're all guilty of sin. That sin nature is a That sin nature means that we are separated from God. The Bible tells us very plainly that all have sinned and fallen short. We are also told in the Bible that if we say we haven't sinned, we're a liar and the truth is not in us. This is why Jesus stresses the importance of us being born again. Of us realizing our need for a Savior who died and rose and paid the price for our sin for us so that our nature could be changed. And that relationship to God can be restored. So if we know that our nature from birth is sin, separation from God, when we answer Jesus' call, we are then born again into a new nature, one where sin has been forgiven, forgotten, and separated from you. From that point, your nature is to obey God and to please Him because you are now entered into the family of God. You are now His child. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 says this, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Romans 6, 1-6 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin, that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we, that are dead to sin, live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this. That our, old man, that our old man and crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. We can find joy in our new nature, that we are no longer slaves to sin, but now walk in the righteousness before God. So if our identity in Christ is we are His and nothing can separate us from that unless we walk away, then how do we walk in our new identity of being a believer and being a Christian, of being Christ-like? This is where I think this topic goes hand-in-hand with our last episode of spiritual confidence. We must be confident in Him and in the plan He has for us. There's so much to be said for a believer who walks in trust and obedience. If we turn away from sin and obey God's voice and his word, he is able to keep us from falling. It all comes down to this. Will we deny our wants and the lust, our sinful desires of the old man that we laid down to walk fully in what God wants us to do, to to wholly trust him? Once we've been born again, we died to sin and to the old man. We need to run towards God and don't stop along the way and pick back up the sin you laid down. Don't play with old habits. Don't touch and take up new ones. We are called to be holy and blameless before God. Yes, battles and temptations, they'll come, but God has given us power over those. Walk in the power that he has given you when you became his child. You have the ability to go to him in prayer and seek refuge and guidance in all things. We fall short because we doubt, and we allow ourselves to dabble back into that sin nature. God will not force you to do anything. He loves us so much that he gives us a choice. Don't trample over Jesus's blood and his sacrifice by choosing to go back to sin. Walk in God's word, focus, and obey him. He will guide your steps. Thanks for listening. This is Amber on Among the Wolves.